Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. We are hour number two on a Buffalo Victory Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And as we are usually joined on Mondays by none other than NFL Network analyst, resident member of Bills Mafia, Michael Robinson, who was tweeting furiously yesterday during the game. <laughs> um, how we doing, Mike? Another win in the books here. Another division win. It's four in a row and they're still atop the AFC. It's a good day. It's a great day. And you know what, guys? What a great win, right? Where you, you saw some things that we need to work on, but we still got the win. Those are the best wins in the National Football League. I don't like blowouts, right? I like, I like wins where we, you know, we win, but we don't necessarily look, look the best. We can work on some things, right? Keep guys humble and grounded and continue to work for a championship. Man, I love what I'm seeing out of these Buffalo Bills, especially out of Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh, he got off to the offense got off to a really slow start, like offsides penalties, holding penalties, some incomplete passes, having really struggling on third down. Uh, they looked, and I said earlier in the show, looked like they were off for ten weeks, not ten days, because they were a little rusty. And then after he ran and flipped over those guys for a third and sixteen conversion, he seemed to settle in, and and the game got a little better for him. Absolutely. And, and again, I know we're a throwing team. We're a passing team. We're a five wide out team. But one of the top plays that I saw, and I think it was in the second quarter, maybe it was just straight up 22 personnel. Devin Singletary went for 16 yards. I, again, I'm not saying that we need to be an offense that consistently puts up 150 yards rushing, even though that would be good. But at the end of the day, you want to protect Josh Allen from himself. He's a big, strong, powerful quarterback. To me, he's the best quarterback in the National Football League. To a lot of others, he's the best quarterback in the National Football League. And he can do so much, but sometimes he tries to put too much on his shoulders. If you have a running game that is functioning, that is uh, operating in situational football, you don't necessarily have to make Josh Allen feel like he has to put so much on himself. And then he can be MVP Josh Allen. All right, so let's talk about that a little bit more, Mike, because I feel like there are times where Josh's competitive fire almost gets the best of him. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's looking to get it all in one play instead of just keeping the offense on schedule. And I thought yesterday against a, what I would call a top shelf defensive line of the Jets, staying on schedule was important because you don't want to be putting your offensive line in a situation where you're in third and long and they got to hold up against those guys because it, it, 
it proved problematic yesterday, as we saw. So as a coach, like if you're Ken Dorsey, and I'm sure he built in checkdowns into the game plan, both in Week 9 and yesterday, how do you convince a guy with as much competitive fire as Josh to, hey, let's just help your old line out. Let's stay on schedule. Let's check it down when it's there. Live for another down. Let's get in third and two and third and three. Stay away from third and 10 and third and 12. How do, how do you work that balance knowing the talent that Josh is and he can make the spectacular plays too? Continually reminding him on the sideline, continually reminding him in the headset, continually talking to him. Hey, Josh, you never go broke taking a profit. Hey, Josh, touchdown, check down, touchdown, check down. That's how these things go. And a lot of the older quarterbacks in the National Football League, they know this because they've had so much experience, right? They just keep taking what the defense gives you. And then eventually those big plays open up downfield. The issue is this, right? The issue is this. When Josh Allen steps up to the line of scrimmage, you got, you know, Steph Diggs, you got Gabe Davis, you got Isaiah McKenzie, you got uh, uh, Devin Singletary, you got Dawson Knox, you got all of these weapons, right? You see how the defense responds to your coverage dictator and Stephon Diggs, which this past game, Stephon Diggs had two guys looking at him almost every single play. And when he didn't have two guys looking at him, Josh tried to hit him, Josh hit him, right? And then you had Sauce Gardner, right, who's... I ain't going to lie to you guys. He's playing the best cornerback uh, play of any cornerback in the National Football League right now. I mean, it jumps off of the tape. You had him on Gabe Davis, right? And so it came down to Shakur. It came down to um, Isaiah McKenzie. It came down to those guys having to make plays. And if we want to be the championship team, I know that we can be. In the playoffs, those guys are going to have to make plays because opposing defenses just aren't going to let Stephon Diggs continue to do what he's done all season. So as long as those other guys step up, as long as Ken Dorsey calls a game that maybe, maybe the, maybe those, the plays doesn't have as many shots downfield. That's also how you talk Josh Allen into taking the check down. What do you think about, you know, the condition of the offense right now? I mean, and people are, you know, kind of, they're kind of, it sounds like they're looking for style points almost. They not only want them to win, they want them to win and win big and look good doing it. Uh, and the Jet game, it was an ugly game. Bad weather, slow start by both offenses. And, you know, Bills went, go up by 10 and end up winning by 8. Or go up by 11 and end up winning by 8. So, uh, you know, what's your thought on where the Buffalo Bills offense is right now and going forward in this last month? Yeah, um, again, situational football we got to get better in especially when it comes to those short yardage situations because oftentimes the short yardage run play is to run Josh Allen around the edge whether it's a quarterback sweep whether it's a quarterback counter or something like that but it's very powerful to an opposing defense when you can line up 22 personnel 21 personnel which is base personnel 23 personnel with three tight ends and two backs and be able to just line up and push people off the ball and run the football to go along with that passing game. You know what I'm saying? I love the the condition of the offensive line. I thought Deion Dawkins, I just posted on Instagram how he just completely forklift 91 on Josh Allen's uh, touchdown, touchdown run. I think run, the yeah. offensive line, I think the offense is good. But to your point about the style points, for whatever reason, our society is like that, right? Just a win ain't good enough. I got to win by three touchdowns. I got to totally dominate. Look, the Jets, and I think Josh Allen said this after the game, this is a divisional opponent. They know us. And let's be honest, guys, the Jets have a championship defense. So when you talk about the Jets in this division going forward, you know, in years to come, the Jets, I'm gonna be that's one of those teams I'm going to be scared of in the AFC East. 
Let's uh, look at the Sunday night game because that involves Buffalo's next opponent, Miami. And over the past two weeks, uh, both D'Amico Ryans, D.C. for San Francisco, and the uh, defensive coordinator for the Chargers, whose name's escaping me right now, both drew it up really, really well. Um, And Tua was flummoxed, to say the least. (laughs) I mean, he's 3 of 17 passing at halftime last night. They can't get a dang thing done. And, look, I know that every defensive game plan starts from the inside out, but they flooded the middle of the field with defenders, the Chargers did. They rendered Jalen Waddell a non-factor in this game and challenged Tua to throw it outside the numbers, and he had all sorts of problems. I know some guys say, ah, blueprint, schmooprint, but is there a (laughs) blueprint out there based on what San Francisco and the Chargers did the last two weeks to slow down that high-powered Dolphins offense? A couple of different things I've saw from both uh, the Chargers defense um, as well as the San Francisco 49ers defense. And I know D'Amico Ryan's personally a great dude. He will be a head coach in the National Football League, a football savant. Dude is smart as all get out. Played against him in the senior bowl. He hit me at the goal line, prevented me from getting a touchdown. But we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. <laughs> but it seems like what these defenses are doing, look, Tua and this Miami offense is is predicated, the success of it is predicated off timing and anticipation, right? Timing and anticipation. So what do you want to do? You want to throw off that timing and anticipation by putting hands on those receivers, by just muddle, uh, muddying the picture. When I looked at these defensive backs on for the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers, where they would drop at five yards, they dropped more at eight to 10 yards. They just muddied the waters for Tua Tonga Valoa and uh, Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Wall and all of these offensive weapons, right? And when you muddle, when, when you muddy the waters, right, it throws off those, that timing and anticipation. This is a very precise passing game. So if Tua gets to his fifth step and he's in, 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 in his, in his head, he has to let the football go. But Tyreek Hill had to deal with something at the line of scrimmage and then he's trying to get into the middle of the field and all of the defenders are preventing him from getting into the middle of the field it's going to look like we saw it look last night and then you know forcing Tua to throw the ball outside the numbers that goes back to that arm strength thing which we all had questions about Tua Tagovailoa and his arm strength going forward so yeah I know people don't like to believe in blueprints when it comes to players but for me, until Tua in this Miami offense shows me that he has the arm strength, that they can uh, beat press coverage, that they can uh, be thrown off from a timing standpoint, they can go to the extra play where he's scrambling around and being explosive with, with, with the football. Until he shows me that, yeah, there is a blueprint to beat the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa, and that's muddying the waters in the middle of the field. What do you think about the Dolphin defense? Last night, their front really showed up, and then as the game wore on and the L.A. Chargers had 74 offensive plays in that game last night, and the and the you know the Dolphins only had like low 50s. Um, their defensive front in Miami was really playing well. They really did a nice job in, in the early going at against the L.A. because Justin Herbert was getting whacked a lot, yeah. and he was trying to having to move around. But the Dolphins' defense does seem to be legit, particularly Jalen Ramsey and Christian Wilkins. Well, I'm sorry, Jalen Phillips. And Christian Wilkins are really playing well in a high level. They're playing at a real high level in a matchup that I think will determine the outcome of this game is Roger Saffold and Wilkins. 
right? I thought Wilkins had a hell of a – he's having a hell of a season, uh, quite frankly. I think Roger Saffold is one of the best mauler run blockers in the National Football League. So that matchup is going to be fascinating, uh, fascinating to watch. But when you look at this Miami Dolphins defense, right, they like to pressure you. I think this game is also going to come down to how well our Bills and this Bills offense handles pressure handles that zero blitz right because see Miami what they do is they put six or seven guys on the line of scrimmage right it looks like they're all coming but you have to figure out which guys are coming which guys are dropping and have the right routes to accompany that right if early on in this game if Josh Allen Steph Diggs and this offense can be explosive against that blitz I'm telling you it's going to be a long day for this Miami uh, this Miami defense and it'll talk them out of all that blitzing and all that aggressiveness let's um Let's just get back to yesterday's game against the Jets quickly here because we'd be remiss if we did not mention the defensive performance uh, by the Bills. Greg Rousseau and Matt Milano kind of the tip of the spear in that performance. Uh, I mean, those two guys were just all over the field, it seemed. Rousseau now with a single-season high seven-and-a-half sacks. He's already eclipsed his five sacks from his rookie season. Um, maybe just the the development of his game that you've witnessed in in the film that you've watched, and then Milano continuing what has been an all pro season yesterday. Well, first of all, with Gregory Rousseau, Boogie Basham, um, Epinesa, uh, you can see the influence of Von Miller, especially when the ball is coming at them and they're playing the run. See, Von is not a big guy. Right. So Vaughn always played the run when the run came at him as being a slippery guy. I used to hate trying to block Von Miller on the edge of a defense because he was so slippery. He didn't want to have to deal with you. He didn't want to di- have a physical altercation with you. And you can see it in Gregory Rousseau's game playing the run this year. You can see it in Boogie Basham's game playing the run this year. And I thought both of those guys did an excellent job. Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. It starts there, guys. It starts at the defensive tackle position. They could not be blocked one-on-one. They could not be blocked one-on-one. And if they continue to play like this, they will continue to have an all all pro types of defense. And now I want to get to my guy, Matt Milano, because I really think he's having a special season, guys. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Bills Mafia fan. I'm a Bills fan. No, like this dude literally talked Mike White out of four or five passes just by his body position, just by his presence. There was one run he stopped, right? He had to fill the opposite A gap because y'all had a middle dog cross blitz on him. He filled the A gap, spinned out of it, and was in a position to catch the back as the back cut back on the inside zone. Um, He can sack the quarterback. He has sacks on the season. He has forced fumbles on the season. Every discipline of defensive football, Matt Milano affects this game to me, like I said before, he's the glue of this defense. He can rush the passer, he affects pass coverage and everything. He's an all pro. I mean, he is. He allows Tremaine Edmonds to play just just to go crazy and headhunt and hit anything moving, which who I think as he returns, he's he's starting to play a lot better. Just Matt Milano, I can't say enough about him. Uh, he's probably the most important uh, uh, part of this defense absent. Of Von Miller, and I'm just excited to see this kid continue to have an all-pro season. And if he doesn't get all-pro, it should be criminal. I want to ask you, too, about the coaching style of Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier and, of course, Ken Dorsey. These guys, we saw them two weeks ago, or not two weeks ago, but Thursday game, Thursday night game in New England. They just strangled the New England Patriots. They weren't up big. They were up uh, two scores, but you just had no chance. The, the, the feeling of the game was that 
Patriots had no chance to get back in that game because of the quality of offense and the style of offense the Bills went to and the way they played defense in that game as well. And then, of course, against these Jets, the Bills' defense was banging Mike White all over the field. And Josh Allen, they got up, they got up two scores, and it seemed like they kind of did the exact same thing. They just started to squeeze the life out of that game, and the Jets just ran out of time and opportunities to win it. Um, what do you think about that type of game management from the coaching staff and the play selection, not only from Leslie Frazier, but also Ken Dorsey? Well, first it starts with Brandon Bean, the guy who went grocery shopping that has all the right ingredients in this championship soup that's being cooked up right now by Sean McDermott. So you, you have to start with Brandon Bean. I mean, the depth um, from the defensive line, the depth from the secondary, the depth um, from the offensive line, uh, being able to bring guys in, uh, bringing in Naheem Hines, guys like that to solidify uh, the return game so that when Josh Allen has a check down, he has speed that he's checking uh, the football down to. So I think it starts with Brandon Beam. And then really when I look at this coaching staff, whether it's Sean McDermott, uh, Leslie Frazier, and um, Ken Dorsey, these guys seem like they seem like they genuinely like each other. It doesn't seem like nobody's trying to outdo another and and have an ego set upon him. Uh, it seems like if, if Kim Dorsey knows that the offense is struggling, he knows he can lean on Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier knows that, you know, if the, if the secondary's banged up, his safeties were banged up a little bit early in the season, we had to lean on the offense to score more points and obviously special teams and, and just the in, in, entire attitude of the team comes from Sean McDermott. I just... These guys seem like they genuinely like each other. They seem like they genuinely are in it to win a championship and there's no ego involved. And when you have that, that's usually when the best versions of yourselves and the best version of your teams come to fruition. All right, let's talk now about the best news of the week. You got yourself in the travel party for the NFL Network aired game on Saturday night. Dolphins at Bills. And uh, I I'm going to tell you, Mike, pack, <laughs> pack your boots and get your snow okay. gear out. There's a lake effect snowstorm possibility on Saturday night. 60% chance as it stands right now. So keep your weather app open this week and make sure you pack accordingly. I cannot wait, guys. So this is how important this game was to me, guys. First of all, I was supposed to do Thursday night football in Seattle for the Mike Robb Bowl. San Francisco 49ers, they drafted me, right? <laughs> right. I won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks, right? right? And I was going to be in Seattle to raise the 12th man flag, right? Getting, the, getting everybody hype on Amazon Prime, all of that, right? They told me some weather was coming. I talked to the network. I knew we were going to be in Buffalo. They said it was an there was a chance I could miss flight, miss my flight, and not get into Buffalo. I said, "The hell with the Mike Robbo, man! I got to go see Josh Allen. I got to go see this Buffalo Bills Mafia and the Bills Mafia up close and personal at Highmark Stadium." I'm interviewing Josh Allen tomorrow. We'll we'll save that for Saturday. But at the end of the day, guys, I'm pumped up. Fans scream loud. Bring your tables out. I just might jump off, jump off, and jump on the table. I can't wait. All right, That'll be good. I can't. We can't wait. What? May, try and get you. Just come in and say hi to us at least. Uh, yeah. As you're here on the weekend and. Uh, hope you enjoy your visit. Saturday games are unique because you got that. You know, the next day is different than it usually is a Monday, right? So. Uh, yeah, I hope – I don't know. I, I, I Yes, what, mind your manners when you're here. That's all I can say because it can get, get out of hand really hurry, in yeah. a big hurry here. Don't hurt yourself it's on the table, good. man. I know you did want a training I'm camp, ready. but 
I'm ready. All I'm right. ready. I did my stretching. I got my stretch area <laughs> over there. I did my cold tub bath later. I'm gonna do my cold tub bath this week. I'm ready for that table. Bills Mafia stand all the way yeah. up. Let's get it, guys. All right, Mike. All Thanks right, Mike. for uh, joining us. We'll see you out here later in the week. Thank you, guys. Let's get it. See you guys later. All right. That's NFL Network analyst Michael Robinson joining us as he does every week to talk the latest Bills you know, matchup. It's it's probably. I mean, it's probably a, in the big scheme. It's probably a good thing that the weather's going to be really, really bad. Because if can you imagine if it that's was called seven, karma? Steve. Yeah, right. If it was seventy-five and sunny this weekend for a Saturday night game in Buffalo, that's never happening. That in is that is the that's a perfect storm right there. Right now, sixty percent chance of snow on Saturday night. The low is twenty-eight degrees. I don't have a wind forecast yet, but I can look it up when we take a break. Um, or if you want to hit up weather.com or something and get the 10-day forecast or the end-of-the-week forecast, that's fine. Uh, but there is, a, there is an opportunity brewing for another lake effect snow event. Uh, there is going to be snow, or at least a 60% chance of it, on Saturday night. We just don't know what the severity level is in terms right. of the snowfall rates, the snowfall accumulation amounts. So we'll have to wait and see on that. The other thing that we didn't even talk to Mike Rob about was the Dolphins spent the entire week out on the West Coast. They lost both games. They probably touched down in Miami at about 6.30 in the morning today from last night's game. Tyreek Hill has an ankle injury. Their running back, Jeff Wilson, has a hip injury. He did not return. Tyreek Hill kind of managed his way through the game. So they're, they're back in Miami. <clears throat> and before they know it, they're going to be traveling on Friday. Right. So they they got a short week, and I told they're you losing this. practice time on the field. And I told you this. Think about it. They were in the, on the West Coast for a week, so you show up. You, yeah. So can you imagine being a guy with a wife and family or a girlfriend or whoever you're living with back down in South Florida? You're gone for a week, and you flop down at like 6 a.m. this morning after being gone a week, want to do nothing but go to sleep, Got to go to work. Don't have time. You know, you got stuff. You got to you gotta get your mail. You, got, you know what I mean? But stuff like that, it, it gets in the way. Well, you've left your significant other with full responsibilities top to bottom and on they the are, to-do list for the right. last seven days. So what happens when you land? Actually, you go, the last hey. nine days. Right. And so when you land, you got to say, listen, hey, glad you're back. Pick up the slack here, bro. <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe your wife's different than mine. Uh, Let no. you go take a nap when you get back from a week long vacation. Yeah, probably not. No. So I, it's it's going to be a rough week for Miami, and I'm not saying that you know they have no shot at playing well, but man, oh man, it's a tough. I've you know I remember doing it. You come back, and man, 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 oh man, it's a belly flop getting back into your normal life after being gone for a week out on the West Coast. And you said you know I, I got some weather a weather thing here Saturday. Yes, twenty five low of seventeen. High of 25, 24% chance on this app, and it's weather is wind is southwest at 12 miles an hour, which is okay. crucial because the wind is the that's manageable is the wind. issue. Um, high of 25, overcast, cloudy skies, low of 17 at night, um, 73% humidity. <laughs> so Mo- moist snow. air uh, might snow. Moist air is yeah that usually at 17 degrees precipitation yeah. yeah. Moist air and 17 and, degrees. And not only that, the lake is still pretty warm. 
They said the lake's going to be somewhere in the mid 40s. Yeah, southwest which is which caters towards snowmaking. The southwest wind means it's coming right up through uh, the south towns here. So we'll see. Um, that's what it looks like right now. I, I'm sure it'll change a couple of times between now and Saturday, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be cold. All right, we are going to take a break here. When we come back, it's time to go around the locker room as we hear from some of the players that maybe didn't make it to the post-game lectern in the media room last night. We'll pass some of those along to you next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 